Good evening, listeners, and welcome to Sports Bets Fun. We are recording the show live tonight, and as our name suggests, we talk sports, make bets, and have a little fun doing it all. In addition to our podcast, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Sports Bets Fun. I'm Maddie Money. Joining me tonight is our co-host, Scotty B. Good. Mickey San Reno is off tonight, but uh, Scotty and I will take this. So, Scotty, I had a great week, um, and I'm looking forward to doing the show. Uh, I know we don't have a great slate of games this week, but uh, I want to check in. How are you doing? This is your second show. We're glad to have you back. My man, it's good to be back, dude. Just excited to be back for the second show here, man. And the last few weeks here in Nashville, the weather's been awesome. It's been beautiful outside. Can't complain about that. Um, me and my, me and the family went down to a Memphis to the Bass Pro Shop to celebrate my my boy's ninth birthday. Do a little fishing in Mississippi. Got some new gear, some stuff like that. Um, one thing I also did is I learned a lot about the powers that be in the SEC. And so. Um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to, to be back. Um, you know, Matt, there's there's been a little bit happening in politics. I don't know if you've heard over the last couple of weeks, but uh, <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> hey, I saw that that Trump on the money line was a uh, plus fifty thousand. <laughs> oh, you gonna put a parlay down on that, or what? Uh, what what do we got? What do we got? Let's put a dollar down on that and make a fortune. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, man. But hey, man, listen. Uh, let's get let's get moving, man. We got a, we do have an exciting show today, um, and all, as always, we're going to take a quick look at some of the more intriguing headlines for the week in the world of sports, and we're going to be dissecting the path of the playoffs for the handful of contenders. Some of for some it's simple, and you know for others it's not so much. Um, we're going to break down our college football games of interest for, for the weekend up ahead, and, and we got we got some we got some decent games this week, man. Like you're saying, it's a little bit you know the, the slate's a little bit a little bit slimmer, but we still got some good games that we're going to talk about. And of course, hey, last but not least, we're going to be sharing our money making picks with with everyone, with all of our listeners. So make sure you stick around for those, and uh, let's make a little extra cash for yourself. Maybe, maybe treat yourself to a steak dinner. <laughs> Love let's it. That's why it. they tune in, right? Come on. <laughs> Excellent. Well, yeah, let's jump into the headlines. And uh, Scotty, as that's going through these, and uh, you know, first first off, um, three of the top five teams in the country. Have the games postponed or canceled because of COVID this week? So number one Alabama versus number one Alabama versus LSU, number three Ohio State versus Maryland, and number five Texas A&M versus Tennessee. Uh, the the two SEC games are are postponed, and the the Buckeyes that game's going to be canceled. So uh, and then all there's four games in the SEC postponed this week. Number twelve Georgia versus Mizzou, and all, uh, twenty four Auburn versus Mississippi State. So um, a lot of ranked teams not playing this week. Uh, the SEC also came out and probably because of this, uh, they uh, announced that they're adding December 19th as a makeup date for postponed games. Now, Scotty, as you know, that's the same day as the SEC championship. Um, so I guess we're going to go to assume that Florida and Alabama are going to be in that. And then if two other teams missed their game or had to postpone their game and weren't able to find a, uh, an open Saturday to play it. I guess they'll they'll use the 19th to, to get some of those teams an extra game, uh, which makes sense. I like that. Um, in the Pac-12, you know, they joined the party last week. It was nice to see them. Kind of feels like uh, feels like all of college football is back now. But uh, Arizona State's head coach Herm Edwards, who who Mickey San Reno is a big fan of, I was hoping he'd be able <laughs> to join tonight because he would definitely have some comments about Coach Herm. Uh, but he tested positive for COVID this week, and the Arizona State versus Cal game is canceled. Interestingly, Cal has had both their first two games canceled last week and then this week versus Arizona State. However, Cal is going to play UCLA on Sunday because UCLA's game versus Utah this week was canceled. So the Pac-12 is sort of shuffling the schedule around a little bit, trying to get some games in. So um Cal and UCLA will be playing this Sunday. I thought that was kind of kind of interesting, but good to see them try to make that work so these teams can can, can get a game in. And Wisconsin is playing Michigan this week. Uh, Wisconsin missed their last two games because of COVID, so they announced that they were going to be able to play. And last I saw, their their QB Mertz uh, was still in protocol, but according to ESPN, they were saying he may be able to play against the Wolverines. I haven't seen anything specific about that but that's definitely something to watch and, and we'll be talking more about that game later in the show 
And back in SEC land, LSU's quarterback Brennan is unlikely to return for the season. And the Knoxville News Sentinel, uh, Scotty, this is back in your <laughs> neck of the woods, uh, is reporting that eight Tennessee football assistants are refusing to take pay cuts as the university is trying to work through revenue shortfalls. Scotty, I got to ask you, man, are these are these assistants not taking pay cuts because they don't expect to be around next season? Hey, being honest, uh, I wouldn't mind if they weren't around next season. <laughs> and, gonna, and I think they're going to try to cut some of these salaries now because they just gave Pruitt such a large extension. Now they're on the hook for him, man. And uh, yeah, man. So it's it's kind of it's kind of a mess. And and you know that's it's not uncommon. I mean, I think you're seeing this around a lot of the universities with COVID, um, trying to find some ways to, to to cut some money, save some money for the universities because they're not having the crowds that they once had in the shorter shorter season. Um, so. And, and as far as the, the games go that have been uh, postponed or canceled, well, Tennessee was, was scheduled to play Texas A&M. Um, so, I, to be honest, I'd be okay if they, if they went ahead and canceled that. We don't have to play them on the 19th. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Well, what are your thoughts on that? You have four, four games the SEC canceled or postponed, I guess. They'll be able to maybe shuffle some of these around. But it is getting later in the season, and there's less, less – uh, Saturday's available to, to work these games in. Um, w- when you hear that, four games canceled, what's your take? Bummer, right? I mean, it, it's just the, the day, and age we, day and age we live in right now, though. I'm seeing all these games canceled. And I, I like to see postponed beside the games instead of canceled, you know, and, and some of the conferences trying to do some, some neat things and trying to get these games in one way or the other. And, and you know, it's, 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 it's big time um, – for these players, right? They get a chance, especially some of the upperclassmen get a chance to continue to prove themselves and hopefully get drafted. Um, but yeah. And, and, and for the revenue income for the schools, I mean, just to help support financially the, the institution, but you know, you know, half the conference is not going to be playing um, due to COVID uh, two teams are going to buy this week. Um, and, and, and Matt, you know, we've been talking about this uh, since, since the season started, you know, um, I really don't know what to think. I don't know the best way to handle it. And honestly, I don't think a lot of these universities and, and officials know the best way to handle it. Um, so it's, look, they're really, you know, they're, they're doing things on the fly and they're trying to make the best decisions uh, for everybody, you know? Absolutely. And it is a little weird November football. And we look at the slate and you got three of the top five teams not, not playing this week, uh, the Alabama LSU game, which is always a big game early in November. So uh, it's unfortunate, you know, that's kind of what's happening. But as you said, that's, uh, that's the world we're in today. So, but let's move on. Uh, let's get into the meat of our show. Um, we're going to be looking at the playoff contenders and assessing their paths to the college football playoff. So are you ready to get in that, Scotty? Let's do it. All right. So when we were going through, we, we, we broke these teams down, kind of grouped them. And the first group we have is teams that we feel really control their own destiny and are favored pretty much each of the rest of the way. So we're talking about Clemson. Uh, while they are number four, if they win out, um, and they very well may be favored against Notre Dame uh, if they face them in the ACC championship. We got Clemson, we got Alabama, we got Ohio State, and, and we have Notre Dame as well because that's you know they they just come off that win over Clemson, and they they may be favored in that rematch. And then so we have those four teams there, and then. Kind of got a feel an, an undefeated Pac-12 champ is um, they may, maybe they don't control their own destiny, but they, they definitely have to be in the conversation where if an Oregon who sits at number 11 right now goes undefeated, that's probably their, their best hope, or maybe number 20 USC. Uh, if either of those teams go undefeated and you have a couple of these other teams we're talking about with, with one loss, because um, you know Clemson and Notre Dame are, you know, could potentially they'll eliminate one or the other, so – you got to be feeling pretty good if you're a Pac-12 undefeated champ. So, Scotty, what's your take when you look at the, the, the group of these teams? Yeah, man, uh, just looking at these these top teams here, I mean, we, we all know Alabama and Ohio State are they're legit contenders. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm fairly confident both those teams are going to be in the Final Four. And, you know, Clemson came out, man, you, you saw the heart of that team, as we all knew that they had. Um, they saw Dabo, their leader, and um, they played their tails off, um, double overtime, right, and – Without Lawrence, and you see what a beast NTN is. I mean, he, he almost beat Notre Dame single-handedly. I think he I don't I don't know how many touches he had, but it seemed like every play or every other play he, he was getting the ball in his hands. Um, and I still think a healthy Clemson. Um, I still think they're the team to beat. 
I, I do. Um, and as far as the Pac-12 teams go, you know, I was, took a peek at their schedules earlier uh, today, Matt, and, and, and Oregon and USC, they, they, it's a six-game schedule, and neither of those teams are going to play a ranked team. Currently, there's not a ranked team on their schedule. And so I think they would need some big-time help. You know, if you've got a few one-loss teams sitting out there in the SEC or the, a one-loss Oklahoma State or, or whoever it may be, um, they, they're going to have um, an opportunity, I, I feel like, to get in before either one of those teams would because they're just not proving it, you know? Well, and that's an interesting point because I wanted to ask you this scenario. You're, you're liking Clemson there, and, and you're right. No Trevor Lawrence, and they, they lose in double overtime. So say Clemson comes back and, and beats Notre Dame, an undefeated Notre Dame going into the ACC championship game, and they beat Notre Dame, and it's a, you know, it's a one-score game. It's a back-and-forth game. Notre Dame looks good. They don't get blown out. So you'd have Notre Dame sitting at, what, 8-1, and 9-1, whatever the record is who split their contests against Clemson. And then you have the scenario you're talking about with let's, let's say maybe let's say Oregon or USC go undefeated. They're only, maybe their only ranked win is against uh, their opponent in the PAC 12 championship game. If that, and they've won six or seven games, does Notre Dame get in over top of them with one loss in the ACC championship, close loss to Clemson after beating Clemson Um, or or, or would the PAC 12 team that, you know, maybe doesn't even play a ranked team get in. Uh, you know, I, I think with the scenario that you pose, Matt, with, with Notre Dame saying it would be a close game if it was a battle, right, and it came down to the wire again, maybe it goes into overtime against a fully loaded Clemson team or down to a final drive. Um, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I think, I think Clemson's going to come back ready to roll in that game. And, and, and listen, I, I think they're going to pound Notre Dame in that game if, if Notre Dame happens to make it, which I think they will. Um, I think Clemson is going to come out and show off that game, and I don't think they're going to hold anything back, and I think it's going to be lopsided. Um, and that, again, that's going to be opening. We don't even talked about Texas A&M again. You know, we, we got some other teams that are kind of lingering out there, man, some solid teams that, man, I, it's just hard to put. In my opinion, you know, if, if, if these two teams, one of those two teams goes undefeated, um, I'm still not putting them in over, over one of these other outliers. And, and I'm, to be honest, I would put Notre Dame, even if Notre Dame gets hammered, I would still choose Notre Dame over one of those two teams. Interesting, interesting. Well, let's talk about that because, you know, the, the door could be cracked open. I mean, the Pac-12 traditionally doesn't have an undefeated team, at least not in recent years. And if uh, if a Notre Dame beats Clemson, they probably knock – two lost Clemson's probably out. And if Clemson, you know, throttles Notre Dame, and let's say you do have Alabama and Ohio State in and then the winner of the Clemson-Notre Dame game are in – you know, that fourth spot, but let's look at, um, let's look at some of the other teams and the, the, the next group that we kind of talked about were legit contenders that control their own destiny. Uh, but uh, we'll need to pull an upset along the way. And there's two teams we had in this and, and Scotty, I'll turn this over to he- you here in a second to, to, to look deeper at this, but we had, uh, Florida in the sec. They can, if they run the table, they're going to have to upset Alabama in the sec championship game. But if they do that, they're in. And then there's Wisconsin in the Big Ten that, you know, we come back to in a second. But the, the thinking here is they get to play enough games and then upset Ohio State. They would probably be in. But tell me your thoughts on Florida. Oh, Maddie, I hate to say this, but, uh, uh, man, I believe I was wrong about the Gators. Um, I remember <laughs> couple- <laughs> you heard hey, that you- from a Tennessee fan, folks. Yeah, so, uh, dude, uh, yeah I, just, I just had to chew back a little vomit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and listen, man, you were buying them two weeks ago, right? You are buying them a couple weeks ago, and I was kind of trying to talk you out of that. Um, so, listen, man, I was wrong about the Gators, watching them play in the last couple weeks. They are loaded, man. They are loaded on the offensive side of the ball. They got playmakers everywhere. Kyle Trask, as oh, Mickey was talking about, he's the real deal. I mean, he, he looks great, man. He is a legit threat at the quarterback position. And he threw for almost 500 yards against the Bulldogs last weekend. I mean, he has tremendous weapons. And Kyle Pitts, like I was talking about before, I feel he's one of the best players in college football at tight end. And Kadarius Toney. He can line up in the backfield as a scat back, or he can line up in the slot. He has ridiculous speed and agility. I mean, he, he made a couple plays against Georgia, just mind-blowing. Uh, and, you know, also what I didn't realize until recent, it, man, this is a this is a upper class. This is a team led with a bunch of upperclassmen. They got, they got four sophomores, Matt, two on D, two on offense. Um, and, you know, we've been going back and forth about COVID and talking about how that's going to impact these teams. And I honestly think that break, 
allowed that team to really regroup, kind of let this, uh, you know, this, the senior led team and upperclassmen led team to, to get the defensive side of the ball in alignment. Um, you know, and since then the, the opponent's points per game has drastically been cut. Um, you know, listen, I, I don't see them losing another game in the regular season. I really don't. Um, the remaining opponents for the Gators are a combined nine and 21 record. Um, their, their toughest test may come this weekend against Arkansas. Um, but do they keep improving on the defensive side of the ball? Um, I, I feel like they can give Alabama a run for the money. Um, you know, one last thing I do have to say about the Gators after churching them up this much, which I hate to do. Yeah, you've talked them up quite a bit. Yeah, I know, quite man. A bit, Scotty. Yeah. Um, I do think Dan Mullen's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, why do you say that? Why do you say that, Scotty? I mean, did, did you see that guy after that Hail Mary attempt and then the little brawl, little scuffle breaks out? I saw him sticking up for his team, getting the fans <laughs> pumped up. You got to love it, right? I mean, it's SEC football. You need that, you know, give yourself a spark going in the locker room. Hey, what, what, what's he supposed uh, to do? Hey, show a little class, Mullen. <laughs> hey, hey, I got you. Go out there. He's got a bunch of kids out there starting to run around and start fighting. He's out there pumping the crowd up, man. Come on. He's, he was pouring gasoline on the fire. <laughs> he might. He comes back out of the locker room puppet. That's, <laughs> that's Bush League, man. <laughs> that was that was pretty fun to see. And I, I do got to say, there, it, it is a little weird seeing a 57-year-old man getting in a scuffle <laughs> with right in the middle of the pack with a bunch of 200-year-old college kids. But uh, I don't know, man. You know, Dan Mullen, he's, uh, that, that, was, that was a little off-character for him, I think, at least from what we've seen in, in, in over the years. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a different side of him. He's coming off uh, – coming off that bit where he wanted to pack the stands in Gainesville and, you know, 90,000 plus, and then, you know, five days later they had to cancel the game because of COVID. So he's, he's kind of over two, I guess, in the PR, in the PR area this, this year. But uh, uh, no, that's, that's great. And I agree with you on Florida. I think um, they can give, they can give Bama a run for their money and uh, you got to love the upperclassmen, you, you pointed that out and you never discount a team that, that that's got a lot of seniors on the roster, uh, they're an extra year or two older than, you know, most of the other teams are going to be facing just that experience, that maturation, all that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do. Uh, but let's shift gears over to the Big Ten and talk about the other team we have uh, listed as a legit contender uh, who can control their own destiny but need need to pull an upset. And we're talking Wisconsin here. Uh, now, they've already had two games canceled, and they, they – uh, have to play six games to be eligible for the Big Ten championship game. So they've already missed two. So if they if another game's canceled, uh, they won't be eligible to play in the Big Ten championship game. But they're likely going to be the favored team throughout throughout the regular season in all their games. And if they get to the Big Ten championship game, they're playing an Ohio State team. They're probably the only team in the Big Ten that could potentially pull the upset. And that's that's a big if. But if they do that, and you're six and zero, and you just upset Ohio State. I I gotta think that that they're gonna find their way in, and Ohio State might be out, um, in that situation. But what's your what's your take? Do you think Wisconsin's um, do you think they're gonna be able to to, to do it? I guess they got their test this week against Michigan that we'll we'll break down a little bit later. But uh, what's your take on Wisconsin? Yeah, I mean, and, and looking at their schedule, I, I do feel like they can they can win out that schedule. It's gonna come down to the Ohio State game. And man, if, if they happen to beat Ohio State, I don't know how the committee can keep them out, right? I, I get that, that there's some some different rules and things that they're that they're trying to figure out and put in place, but um, if if it takes an extra game somehow to throw in there on the schedule in order to get them into this playoff, um, I, I hope that, that they can get that figured out for those that group of kids. Again, listen, they're a tough team. We're still learning a whole lot about them. What we, we've seen them play one game, um, we're going to learn a lot more about them this this weekend. Um, but yeah, if they can go, if they can run, if they can run the table, beat Ohio State, uh, they deserve a spot in the Final Four. Well, and your point about only playing one game, you know, we saw Michigan after their first week, they looked pretty good against a lesser opponent, then came out and shat the bed uh, the second and third week. So we'll see what what Wisconsin has this week after a couple weeks off. But here's a scenario: I'll throw it out there, and you know, may or may not happen. Um, but if Wisconsin, let's say, goes five and zero, let's say they have another game canceled, so they go five and zero, they're not eligible for the Big Ten championship game, but they do get to play their plus one game. 
way the Big Ten's doing it is championship weekend. Every other team, they're going to pair up the, the second place teams, the third place teams, et cetera. So Wisconsin could get to six, a six game and let's say they go six and oh. We're talking about the Pac-12 having a six game conference schedule with, you know, their, and then their championship game on top of that. So at best, the Pac-12 team could be seven and oh. And I know we were talking a little bit earlier, like there's probably other teams we'd put in over them. But what if the debates between a 7-0 and Pac-12 champ that doesn't have a ranked team on their schedule and a Wisconsin team that goes 6-0 but it voids Ohio State, could the Big Ten get two teams in? Wow. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Maddie. I'm glad I'm not on the committee. <laughs> that, I hear that. That is, I mean, what a what a scenario. I mean, think about that. You know, um, I think it. I think at that point in the in the year, Matt, it's probably going to come down to eyeball test. I know a lot of they say that they don't use the eyeball test and they don't really, you know, they're basing off that and then the other. But man, I, I feel like that they just got to try to do their best, man, right? To to make good judgment on the who they feel, you know, who's a better caliber team, right? Who, who's playing better and and who looks better and. Uh, that's tough, man. I, I, that's a, this is a sticky spot right there. Well, a lot of times, you know, you know this from watching it. A lot of the stuff usually ends up working itself out by uh, by that time. All the favorites don't win out. You know, there's going to be some upsets along the way, but it's always fun to do these hypotheticals. But the next mix, we have a team that we can kind of kind of do something similar with. And I know Mickey's really high on this team. And Scotty, I know you like this team out of the SEC. We're talking about Texas A&M at five and one. Now, this group, we have Texas A&M and a couple other teams in it, but we'll start with the Aggies. Uh, these are teams that are definitely – you got to think they're in the mix. I mean, A&M is ranked number five in the country right now, but they do need a little bit of help. They're going to need one of these one of these teams to lose. They're going to need that fourth spot to open up, um, You know, whether it's a Texas A&M or one-loss Texas A&M team uh, compared against an undefeated Pac-12 conference champion – you know, that would be an interesting debate. But here's one thing AM has. Let's say Florida runs the table and upsets Bama. AM beat Florida. So that would that would throw a whole wrench into the system too, because they wouldn't have the conference championship, but you you, you you dang well know that the Aggies would be pointing saying, Hey, head to head, you gotta put us above that team. So tell me more about Texas AM and 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 what you think if they're a legit contender and and a threat to to make it into the playoffs. Uh, yeah, Maddie, Texas A&M, as, as we talked talked about a couple of weeks ago, I said they're a contender, and I still believe that. I actually believe a little bit more right now. Um, that win against Florida is looking better and better. Um, they're balanced. They're well coached. Um, I don't see they're not going to lose another game this year. I you know highly doubt that. Um, and then and then kind of this goes back to the point we were kind of just talking about before about an undefeated you know Pac-12 champion versus Wisconsin versus a one-loss nine-and-one Texas A&M whose only loss was to Bama. And if the scenario just presented just now, Florida happens to win the SEC championship, and now Texas A&M sitting here with one loss, and Alabama sitting here with one loss, like, I, I mean, you know, I, I would I would, I would, would absolutely, Matty, and maybe I'm being a little SEC homer here, right? You know, it just means more. We, we, we talked about <laughs> it. Um, I, it would be, I would be hard-pressed to put an undefeated – Pac-12 team that's won seven games with one ranked team in their schedule, possibly zero ranked teams, and a five-win Wisconsin, possibly six-win Wisconsin team over a nine-and-one SEC team, where their only loss came to either the champion or to Alabama. I mean, that's I I I don't disagree with you, and you know, it's they would have a definitely a compelling resume. I do think if Florida wins out and you have a one-loss Bama who throttled A&M. But AM beating yeah. Florida, and then Florida, who had beaten Bama, you have that sort of triangulation there. That's a really tough situation for the committee. You got to think Florida's in with the conference championship. Yeah. But then it becomes an AM Bama discussion. Yeah, does yeah. that go to head to head? Or does the committee maybe, maybe look to uh, maybe a, a, a one loss Big 12 champ like an Oklahoma State so they don't have to, they can avoid the. The, uh, the controversy there, or do they look at a group of five team, maybe an undefeated Cincy or an undefeated BYU? Do, do, do any of those teams have a legit chance? We're talking Oklahoma State with one loss as a conference champion, you know, maybe going head to head against an AM for the fourth spot, or maybe an undefeated Pac 12 champ for the fourth spot, or maybe a one loss Notre Dame that lost closely to Clemson. Does, could an Oklahoma State uh, make a case against them and or an undefeated Cincinnati or BYU out of the group of five? 
Maddie, I don't, I don't see it happening. I know you love you some Cowboys this year. <laughs> you, you are feeling the the orange and black, brother. You're feeling it. Um, but man, I, I don't see, I don't see those three teams uh, as being a true contender. Um, I, I don't see how a, a committee could sit down and look at those three teams, especially Oklahoma State now with that loss to Texas. And I missed that pick for sure. I thought Oklahoma State was going to win that game. The spread was small, so Vegas knew more than I did, as you could tell. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see Cincy or BYU or Oklahoma State squeaking in, man. I, I feel like uh, they're on the they're on the outside of the bubble right now, man. You know, Scotty, I agree with you. And if you go back a few weeks ago, um, you know, I, I'd pointed out that I thought because there wasn't the cross conference games that the committee might feel compelled to pick a team from each conference to put into the college football playoff, and and with that mindset, maybe an Oklahoma state or maybe one of these group of five teams could, could get that fourth spot after watching the football games last week, the Clemson Notre Dame game and a couple, uh, you know, Penn state, Ohio state and caught a little bit of the Bama um, a couple of weeks earlier. And I saw the Florida, Texas A&M game. I think the eye test is going to, is going to play here. And, and I think, I think you're right. I think it's going to be, that four spots going to go to maybe a Notre Dame, maybe a Texas A&M, um, one of these one loss teams that is, you know, we're seeing up at the top of the, of the schedule here. So we'll see and how think, it plays out, but uh, yeah. And I think, I think a, a better chance, even, I mean, they're not going to get over a, a undefeated Pac-12 team. They're not, and they're not, and they wouldn't get over, they wouldn't, if, if Wisconsin happens just to get in five games in that sixth game, I don't think they get in over Wisconsin even. You're talking so about AM or are you talking about the group of five? I'm, I'm talking about, I'm, yeah, I'm talking about Oklahoma, Cincy, and BYU. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, there, I feel like there's like three tiers right now, you know, and, and I feel like your, your first tier, tier, your Clemson, you know, your Bama, your Ohio State, Notre Dame's in the running. Your second tier is your AM, your Florida, your Wisconsin, and then you could kind of maybe throw Notre Dame in there between first and second. Um, and then your third tier, who's got a, I mean, it's a super long, that's kind of when your Oklahoma State's, your Cincy's, and your BYU's. You're going you're gonna to need teams in those first tier or second tier to lose at least two games before any that's one right. of those teams can really, really claim that they have a, a legit reason for being in there. So that's right. Well, I love that breakdown. Um, well, let me throw out and, 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 uh, Dark horses, you know, true dark horses. You know, these are teams that uh, are probably off the people's radar. But you got Miami ranked number eleven, sitting at six and one. They got hammered by Clemson. They don't play Notre Dame. But if they can sneak into that conference championship game, what if Clemson slips up again and has two losses? Well, then we're looking at maybe a Notre Dame Miami for the ACC championship. And if Miami wins that, does that propel them in into the into the college football playoff? Um, in the big 12, it's really Oklahoma state or bust right now. If you're looking for a team to finish with one loss as a conference champion, but can they make enough noise? We, we already discussed that. And then some real dark horses in the big 10, you do have a few undefeated teams still number 10, Indiana, they will get to play Ohio state and they will have their day in court as they say. And, uh, if they can pull that upset and, and get to the Big 12 or, the, excuse me, the Big 10 championship, I, obviously if they, have, if they upset Ohio State and they're undefeated, people are going to be talking Indiana. It'll be, it'll be a crazy, you know, exclamation point on the year 2020 if that happens. <laughs> but, um, hey, um, but I don't know. You look at any of those teams, any of those dark horses, do you think I – mean, obviously it'd be, it's fun to, fun to maybe think about some of the stuff happening and coming to fruition, but it's pretty long shots. But is, is there any of these things that, that you see that, that, that you think might actually potentially happen or that you you're rooting to happen? I mean, you threw out some pretty cool scenarios there. I mean, you threw out some believable scenarios. I mean, especially Miami. I mean, I, I, you were kind of selling a little bit there, like, you know, some cr- a couple crazy things were to happen. All of a sudden they're in that ACC Cle- game. And, and all they need is Clemson to slip up who, you know, they always have that one slip up and it was Notre Dame it. Um, that was just a, that was a tough game, but you know, when they play a pit or a Syracuse, you know, Clemson yeah. seems to just kind of fall asleep and they, they get tripped up in the, you know, a noon kickoff or something. So it, it would be interesting if that happened. Yeah. Cause definitely one of the favorites would be, would be probably, probably out for good with two losses. Well, and you know, and, and talking about Indiana, I mean, like what an awesome little story so far this year. I think one of the coolest stories in college football, it's a gritty little team. Hey, and they're a talented team and, and they're fun to watch play. And, 
And man, I'd love to see, I would love to see an Indiana make some type of run. I mean, that would be awesome for college football. Um, but one thing, Matt, somebody not, you not talked about any this year that I've heard, um, you know, how, how about the first, the first place team in the Eastern division of the Sun Belt? Uh, you know, who's that? About, right? No clue. Who's who? I don't know who's in the, <laughs> what's the Sun Belt? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, what I'm talking about. You, you're chance? talking about, yeah. yeah. The Coastal Carolina. Let's go. What are they called? The Chanticleers. I don't know what a Chanticleer is. I, I have no clue. never heard that word yeah. before in my life. I have heard of Coastal Carolina, though. But, yeah, they're yeah. in the rankings. That's, that is pretty cool to see a team like that. You know, what are they, number 19 or 21 or yeah. something around there? Pretty cool to see. But uh, that would be wild, man, if they crept up and somehow were – Maybe they'd stake a claim to the national championship like uh, Central Florida did a few years ago when they ran Man. the table and were left well, out of the playoff. Well, now check check it out. And I'm just having a little fun here, but that's an awesome little conference. They got Appy State in that conference. They got Liberty, Dang. undefeated Liberty. You know, and so, They're making some noise. So those are – I mean, no doubt. They've got a couple of ranked opponents. <laughs> Watch these cats. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, rank, what ranked teams do they have on their schedule? Uh, Abbey State and Liberty. Okay, okay. And, and, and Liberty, already, Liberty beat Virginia Tech. That's right. That's right. And so, dude, you just never know. Undefeated Chanticleers, two top twenty-five wins. You know, <laughs> put, put that <laughs> up against an Oregon that doesn't face a yeah. ranked team all year, man. Who are you taking, right? Give you know? me the Chanticleers. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I like it. I like it. If this uh, happens, we'll 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 be repping their gear, bro. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. Well, one of those teams, Indiana, we were just talking a little bit about. And, uh, you know, we're going to move into our games of interest now. But number 10, Indiana versus Michigan State. Um, there aren't a whole lot of uh, matchups this week of, of ranked teams versus ranked teams. But at, at number 10, Indiana, I think it's the first time they cracked the top 10 probably ever. Um, are they for real? You know, they had some big wins early. Can they keep it rolling? Um, you know, they definitely can't start looking ahead to that matchup against Ohio State, you know, or they'll get they'll trip up. But but Scotty, when you look at this IU team in this game against Michigan State, what are you seeing? Yeah, I mean, like I was just just mentioned, we just talked about Indiana a little bit. You know, they're ranked in the top ten for the first time since nineteen sixty-nine. That was a good year. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, they're coming off a huge win against Michigan. First time in thirty years they beat Michigan. Uh, I see momentum building. You know, they're a fun team to watch. Um, they fight their tails off. Their, their, their QB, Michael, I think it's Penix. Is that how you say it? I, I believe so. Um, but he threw for almost 300 yards last last year against Michigan State and three scores. Man, I, I see him duplicating that or, or even bettering those numbers this year, man. I, I think they're going to come out and they're going to they're gonna look good again. Interesting. See, this is what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the opposite side here. For some reason in my gut, I feel like this is the classic, you know, you see teams like Minnesota last year. Uh, you, you know, you could probably go back and find plenty of examples where teams start out hot. They're three and oh, four and oh, five and oh, kind of come off the radar. People start talking about them. Maybe they upset someone. They start reading their own headlines and, you know, Michigan state looked absolutely pitiful week one against <laughs> Rutgers, but they turn around and they come back and no one, let, let, let me let me let me rephrase this. No one except Hold Scotty on. B <laughs> thought they had any chance against Michigan. And what do they do? They go out and upset their rivals. So, you know, talk about a team that's got some momentum building. If you're Michigan State, you know, first first uh, season of their new head coach. Uh, we were talking about this uh, before we came on the show with Tennessee, you know, kind of having a couple duds early last year to start the season with the new coach losing to a Georgia state and a BYU, but then finishing, you know, winning, you know, seven, eight games in a row. Is this something where maybe Michigan state comes out, they lay a flop and in, in week one, everyone thinks they're awful, but now they're now maybe it's starting to come together and you catch an IU team that's maybe been reading their headlines a little bit and uh, maybe you catch them. Uh, I kind of feel like this is one of those games that Sparty's going to, going to bring Indiana back down to earth just a little bit, but uh, we'll watch that one and, and, and find that one out. Um, speak of teams that cannot afford to, uh, to trip up here uh, after, after a big win. Uh, we're talking number two, Notre Dame. They play Boston college. It's a rival rivalry between those two Catholic schools. If you remember way back to, was it 93? 
93, maybe 94, somewhere in there. The game of the century between number one Florida State with Charlie Ward and Notre Dame. I think they were number two at the time or something. Definitely a top five team. And Notre Dame upsets them, I believe, in South Bend. And, and it was all a rage. And then the next week, they lay an egg against Boston College and uh, lose that. And then eventually, I believe, Florida State went on. To, it might have been the year I think Florida State went, was able to get back to the national championship game and win that. But Notre Dame, they had it and they blew it. Do you think that could happen this week? Matty, I've got more on that later in my picks of the week. But, All right. You know, well, like, listen, hey, now listen to you talk, though. I mean, like, I'm telling you, like, I've seen some, a few clips of Boston College, and they have a lot of confidence going into this game. They really do have a lot of confidence going into this game. Well, was it two weeks game. ago? Sorry to interrupt you, but two weeks yeah, ago, yeah. you're talking about Boston College. They were up 28 to, what, 11, 28, 14 against Clemson uh, before Clemson was able to come back in the second half and win that. So, yeah, I mean, you got to feel pretty good. You got to feel like you let that one get away. And now you Absolutely. got no Notre Dame coming to yeah. town. Yeah, and, and they got another shot, right? Another shot to, to hit one of these heavyweight contenders in the mouth. And, and Notre Dame, a, an emotional, hard-fought victory, right? Um, and they had to suit up and show up and play to, to beat that Clemson team. And so are they, again, was, was that their Super Bowl, right? Did, did they win that game and they, they're celebrating and they're kind of taking their eyes off the prize a little bit? And if they come out sluggish, right? I mean, I think that, if, listen, if Notre Dame has prepared well, and the coaches have them ready. I think they're gonna they can come out and, and take care of business. Um, if not, um, if they don't come out and, and and don't perform well, they're gonna have to play well to win this game. Okay, uh, Boston College is not gonna give it to them. Um, so yeah, it could be a competitive game, man. Well, and, and I'm with you, and I'll take that a step further in saying if Notre Dame does not come out and play well, they're not a championship caliber team. They're, they're a very good team. And we were talking about this a few weeks back. I think, I believe to quote Scotty B good. It was Notre Dame's a good team. They're not a great team. Uh, I think we're going to find a lot out uh, to that. Are they, are they a good team? Are they a really good team or a great team? We'll, we'll find that out based on kind of how they come out this week after that big emotional game. Can they, can they carry that over and, and, and play at a high level this week? Uh, we will find out. In the Pac-12, number 20, USC, Southern Cal. The Trojans are playing the Arizona Wildcats. And, you know, instead of breaking this game down and looking at these rosters, Scotty, I really just want to focus in, you know, we, we've talked about USC or possibly Oregon, which Oregon's our next game. We'll, we'll give the Pac-12 their due in these games of interest. And, you know, we can group these two together while we're at it. We got number 11, Oregon, playing Washington State. So, Neither team, as you've already pointed out multiple times, is playing a ranked opponent. But if you're looking at them, should either of these teams really be in the conversation? And I guess my take is if they want to be in the conversation, right now it's, it's they got to start winning with style points. You know, coming back like USC did against Arizona State in week one to win by one point, that's not going to cut it. They got to be blowing teams out if they want to really move up these rankings and, and get some people talking about them. What's your take, Scotty? Yeah, Maddie. I mean, we we don't know a lot about these teams yet. We truly don't. We can't get a good feel of them yet. Um, USC's favored by 14 and a half over Arizona. So that goes to your point, right? If you're playing teams that you're 14, if you're double-digit favorites, 14, 21-point favorite, you better come out and make a statement. I mean, they can't be close. They're going to have to be blowing these teams out to really start, I feel like, getting the attention of, of the nation and the committee. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's right now is early in the season, and they both played one game. Is that correct? I think that's yeah. Right. So yeah, no, it's just early, and so I I don't know anything. I'm not got to watch these teams um, firsthand. I just, man, I I don't see it happening for them though. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll as the season goes on, maybe my opinion will change and and give them a chance to be in that spot. Um, so we'll we'll see how they do this weekend. Yeah, well, I agree with you. They're they're gonna have to they're gonna have to make their own noise. Uh, no Absolutely. one's gonna be no one's gonna be hyping them up. Uh, uh, and then the last game we want to look at, number 13, Wisconsin. Uh, they're bouncing back after two weeks of games being canceled. They play Michigan. Uh, if we were looking at this game, say, two, three weeks ago, we would probably have this one circled in red saying, this is going to be you know, two teams that are entering the game at 3-0. and And is Michigan for real? Is Wisconsin for real? Who's going to challenge Ohio State between these two teams but instead, Michigan's fallen out of the rankings. They've lost their last two games. 
Wisconsin's only played one game and uh, they look good in their first one. But as we talked about, um, how do they look bouncing back after two weeks? So Scotty, break this one down for us, man. What what are you seeing? Well, yeah, I mean, so with one with one game under their belt, their quarterback, Murdy, you know, and you said he's questionable for this game. If, if he plays, you know, that's that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Um, but he went for 20 for 21 with five touchdown passes. And if, let me say that a little bit differently. He threw a touchdown 25% of his passes. That's big time, man. And he's got a big time target in Jake Ferguson, their tight end. He caught seven passes, in which three of those were for touchdowns. He's a matchup nightmare. So Graham Murdy, if he if he if he starts, if he's playing, um, I, I see I see Wisconsin having a big game, big game. Well, and you know, a uh, storyline that we haven't really talked much about on the show, uh, but maybe we will next week, depending on how this game goes. Is Jim Harbaugh? You know, after the last two weeks, and they're starting to hear the calls around Ann Arbor. Is he the right? Is he the right guy? You're hearing rumors of him potentially being on the Chicago Bears uh, target list as, as their next head coach after this season. Does Harbaugh jump ship? Does he not? Does he get fired? You know, if you lose to Wisconsin and you're one and three, they're not going to fire Harbaugh in the middle of the season by any means. But, you know, they've got a lot of people up there in Ann Arbor and a lot of alumni around the country that think their program is an elite program or should be an elite program. I think the folks like us that know college football know they're not. Their their time has passed a, a while ago, but their alumni, they, their expectations are probably too high, and and for for Harbaugh or really any coach to live up to. And it'll be interesting to see how um, a loss here to Wisconsin affects Harbaugh losing three straight, and and kind of what that does. Maybe you know, does he lose the team? Do they do they fold the rest of the season? Or can they rebound from that? So maybe that's something we'll get into next week or the week after, depending on how how Michigan ends up looking. So, but that's our games of interest. So let's uh, let's move on from that, Scotty, shall we? Yes, sir. Let's roll. I tell you what, man. Why don't we do this? I think it's about time to get into making some money. What do you think? <laughs> I like hearing that. <laughs> I like hearing that. <laughs> and dude, I I. Uh, it's, it's time, you know. It's time for an epic comeback. I've got some awesome picks for you this this week. And, you know, one thing that I've not been able to do is really hone in on the SEC this week is because, of, you know, so many games have been canceled or postponed. And, um, and considering everything that's going on, I'm going to stay away from the lines. Uh, well, I, I was wondering because I know SEC teams don't like traveling outside their footprint to play a game up north or a game out west. So I was wondering if you don't have games to bet on within that southeast region, you know, are you comfortable betting on a Big Ten team or looking at the Pac-12, you know, being an SEC guy? <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, I had to wonder about that a little bit, how your, how your picks are going to look this week. Hey, sometimes you got to go with the gut. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you got? What do you, where are you putting your money? Yeah, let's go. Let's get it rolling. Hey, my first pick is I'm going with Indiana. Uh, you know, we, we kind of dug into this game a little bit. Um, I don't think you're going to agree with me on this one, Maddie, but I think Indiana at minus seven over Michigan State. Hey, I feel like they're going to roll. Hey, Michigan State, I told you that they were going to play Michigan close, and, and they did. But listen, they they may have blown their load <laughs> a little early, dude. This, this is the family over, show. Dude. This is the family show. My bad. <laughs> That's all, all good. All good. <laughs> hey, hey, <it. laughs> There's no one listening anyway, so don't worry about it. <laughs> so so, you got Indiana at minus seven. Give them up a, yeah. give them up a full touchdown. Yeah, I think they're going to roll. I think they beat them by 17. How does that sound? That sounds Ooh. like a lot of a lot of points. <laughs> Would you want to go straight up? Give me 17 points. And I'll take Michigan State. Whoa. We're doing, little side, we're doing little, side, little side, side bet. Baby. Yeah, yeah. Take Vegas out of this. Are you willing to give Golly. me 16 and a half? Because I'll take that bet. Yeah. We'll put a stake there. We'll put a, it. We'll put a stake dinner on it. That's a fact. How about this? Yeah. And, and it's now, now you're grilling, though, right? We're grilling. We're not going out to buy a steak. Oh, we're, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. grilling. We're, next time yeah. we get together, the loser will grill up the steaks. How about that? That's a fact. 
I I'll like see, it. I'll see you in January in the slopes, baby. I love <laughs> it. I love it. <laughs> so, uh, hey, moving on, my man. I'm taking Notre Dame. And it's minus 11 and a half. It's a lot of points. But I think, again, they're going to go into a lot of confidence after that win and they had this past weekend. And when you look at BC's schedule, they've been squeaking by opponents. They barely beat Texas State. They beat Pitt by one, Syracuse by three. I think Notre Dame is going to come in and, and continue to, 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 to make a statement for themselves. My next pick, I'm going Northwestern. Minus three over Purdue. Check this out, Maddie. Northwestern is allowing 12 points per game. That's unheard of. 12 points per game. Like, what in the world? I mean, Pat Fitzgerald, hey, it's a solid coach. You know, they're a solid team year after year. I didn't know Purdue had a football team. Northwestern is going to roll them. Um, I got two more for you. I'm going to go with a slight underdog here. I'm going with Texas Tech at plus one and a half. I think they're going to upset Baylor. And uh, why do I say that? I feel it in my bones. Ooh, I like it. I <laughs> like too it. Technical. Say so, hey, sometimes you just throw the throw all the yeah. analytics and all the data and all the algorithms out the window. Yeah, yeah. And so now, Maddie, for my last pick of the week, and this is going to be my got to be good pick of the week. Listen, if it's my pick of the week, it's got to be good. <laughs> and I am. Uh, I'm taking the Badgers, the Wisconsin Badgers, at minus four and a half over Michigan. They're going to, as you were just saying, hey, they're about to send the Wolverines to one and three and Harbaugh one step closer to, to being out the door. Um, and, and Matt, he, I do, I feel like he's going to be gone before next season. I believe it. And I wouldn't even be that surprised if he were fired after he, they just get hammered, you know, a couple more times, right? And if they get hammered this game, um, and I think the Badgers are going to kick them in the mouth. I'm telling you. This is, this is the game, Matt. This is the one you need to put your money on. I'm telling you right now, you need to, you need to drop some money on this game. Well, I, I like that pick a lot, and I am torn as a Buckeyes fan. I really don't want to see Harwa getting fired. I want him to extend, <laughs> it, extend his contract a little, little bit. But, uh, Scotty, I love your picks. I love your picks. I think our listeners are going to be making a lot of money uh, if, they, uh, if they follow along with what you're, what you're putting forth there. So uh, let me tell you where my action is. So uh, time for Maddie Money's winning picks. Last, you know, Scotty, last week uh, – well, excuse me, two weeks ago I went 500. Four picks out of eight, uh, which uh, which isn't really uh, acceptable for me. Um, but uh, I bounced back last week, and uh, I'm winning at 64% right now. Uh, so I'm feeling pretty good. And here's where my action is right now. So, um, and listen carefully. I'm picking over-unders on these. And I've got Army versus Tulane. The over-under is 48. Take the over. Wake Forest, North Carolina, over under 66 and a half. Take the over. And then I got three games I'm taking the under on. Illinois versus Rutgers, over under is 52 total points. The computer model showing 38.1. You got to love that difference there. So you're taking the under in the Illinois Rutgers game. You're also taking the under in Southern Cal versus Arizona at 67 and a half. And South Carolina versus Old Miss at 70 and a half. Lane Kiffin down there is not going to put up quite as many points against Will Muschamp's defense. So, uh, take again, that's the over in the Army Tulane and the Wake Forest North Carolina games. And then the unders in Illinois Rutgers, Southern Cal and Arizona, and South Carolina and Old Miss. So, those are the picks I'm giving you here in my show, Scotty. But there's more. I'm going to be dropping. Maddie Money's bonus pick, and it's going to be the Notre Dame-Boston College game. We're looking at the over-under that. I'm going to do that on Twitter in the next few minutes. So Notre Dame's made me a lot of money last week hitting the over versus Clemson. That that was a 50-point totals, and they blew past that. I was excited to see that. I feel really good about this pick. Uh, but you can only get on Twitter, so go go to Twitter. Be sure to follow me, at Fade Maddie, and you'll get this free bonus pick. And, of course, you'll see all, all my other picks there, and, uh, and you'll be able to go make yourself some money this weekend. So make sure you guys follow me on Twitter. And that's, uh, that's our pick, Scotty. That's good stuff. Hey, I'm, I'm digging your picks, man. And uh, I, I like your style. I like your method and madness. And uh, it's a pretty good percentage right there. If you bet a – Let's say you bet $100 on each of those games. You made a little money this year, Matt. Absolutely. And enjoying yourself, uh, treating yourself to some steak dinners along the way. 
Well, before we wrap up, Scotty, I got one more question for you. I hear your boys have a big flag football game this weekend. And I want to know if you got some inside information, maybe if you got a line, if there's a key player who's injured or out, you know, what, what, what are we doing? What, what do we got here? Let's get a little inside action on this one. Give us the breakdown. Yeah, well, I am excited to say that COVID will not impact this game. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> that's a good news, right? Yeah, so the Eagles are going to be taking on the Steelers this weekend. Um, the Eagles are a, they're a 20-point favorite in this game, Maddie, with the over-under sitting at 42, okay? And the Eagles are playing at home, okay? I'm about to give you some big-time big time pick, right? You ready? I'm going to parlay the pick. I'm going to parlay the Eagles at minus 20 and the over. Listen, the Eagles are too well coached, right? They have elite level. You know who they're coached by. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can guess, I think. <laughs> yeah. hey, listen, so they got some good coaches out there on the field. They got some elite level talent on that roster. And look for Britton Brown to have a monster game. He's going to score in three different phases of the game. He's going to run for a TD. He's going to have a reception touchdown. And he's going to have an INT for a touchdown. Book that. Go Eagles. I'll tell you what, I'll take that parlay any day. I love it. I love it. So we'll be rooting for we'll be rooting for the Eagles there. So uh well that this is a good show, Scotty. Did you have a good time second time back? Man, awesome night, brother. Good good night, man. I'm grateful, grateful for it. Excellent. Well, we'll we'll be looking forward to doing this all again next week and maybe Mickey will be be back and joining us. Um until then, you can follow all the action on Twitter at Sports Bets Fun. You'll be able to get all our picks and and uh, stay up to date on all that and have some fun watching the games this week. We hope you guys do, and we hope you make a little bit of money. Uh, for Scotty, be good. For our uh, Mickey San Reno, who's missing in action tonight, I'm Maddie Money. Thank you for tuning in to Sports Bets Fun. Have a great weekend.